This is an ABC podcast. Fierce. Girl power. This is the story of the girls who drove into the history books. Jean Robertson and Kathleen Howell. Read by actress Pia Miranda. The portly policeman spat out his whistle and rubbed his eyes in disbelief. It was a brand spanking new baby Austin, one of the first cars to come all the way from England to Australia. But it wasn't the shiny, tiny body, the open rooftop, or even the beep-beep of the horn that caught the officer by surprise. It was the driver and passenger with their bob haircuts and slouch hats. Beep, beep. Well, are you going to let us through or not? The driver called out. We don't have all day. The policeman grinned, blew his whistle and held out his palm to stop the surrounding traffic. Come on through, gentlemen. Uh, I mean, ladies, he said. It wasn't every day you saw women behind the wheel in the early 1920s. But Jean Robertson learnt to drive almost as soon as her feet could touch the pedals. She even enrolled in a mechanics course straight out of school while the rest of her classmates were getting engaged. All except her bestie, Kathleen Howell. She wasn't ready to become a wife either. So Jean taught her to drive too. Hey Kathleen, check this out. Jean was reading the Australian Motorist magazine. It says a motor car is really preferable to a husband in many ways. It's more manageable and is such a delightful companion and form of amusement. If you take care of it, it remains true to you and responds to your every wish and whim. (laughs) Kathleen laughed. Well, let's stick with motor cars for now. Adventure and friends first. As other young women planned their weddings, Jean and Kathleen dreamt of visiting far-flung places with their four wheels to freedom. Jean Robertson, what is that? The baby Austin was cute, but Jean wanted something with a little more... grunt. She upgraded to an Italian sports car, a Lancia Lambda, bigger, better and built for speed. Want to go for a drive? Jean asked. Across the entire country? Kathleen threw together some camping gear, a shovel and a rifle, just in case they came across any dangerous wildlife. (coughs) Barney was their black and white hound. Jump in, Barney, Jean said. You're coming too. Kathleen pulled her boots up over her jodhpurs and threw her arms in the air. Let's run! Jean and Kathleen set off from Melbourne bound for Darwin via Alice Springs. That's about 4,000 kilometres. That's about 160,000 blue whales. That's about 40,000 football fields. And that's about one-tenth of the entire planet at its widest part. If they made it, they'd be the first women to complete the trip in a car from the bottom to the top of Australia. 
A petrol company even asked them to keep notes so they could make maps of the territory. In fact, they'd be going through vast chunks of the outback where there weren't any roads at all. The only people who knew their way around were the traditional owners, Aboriginal people. These days, you'd ask the traditional owners if you could go onto their property. Back then, sadly, white people didn't do that. White people didn't even recognise that it was Aboriginal land, even though in many parts of the country, Indigenous people were battling to protect the land that had been stolen from them. But back then, Jean and Kathleen had their blinkers on. Their minds were set on adventure. Where to now? Kathleen asked, staring across the never-ending plains of red dirt. Jean pointed up. If we follow the telegraph wires, we'll be right. Kathleen and Jean drove for hours and hours without seeing a single soul. They took turns snoozing, then steering, steering, then snoozing, until they reached a telegraph station. G'day, girls, the station master said. We read about you in the paper. Come on in, I've got cups of tea waiting. No one along the way made fun of Jean or Kathleen for being women. They were just happy to have visitors. It was lonely in the outback sometimes. I admire you girls, but I don't know how you're going to make it to Alice from here, the station master said. Too much quicksand, even for your flash car. Jean and Kathleen winked. Don't worry, mate. We're no dipsticks. When they spotted soft ground up ahead, Jean and Kathleen pulled out of the car their secret weapons. They carried two long, heavy-duty carpets made from the hairy brown parts of coconuts called quar matting. One, two, three, roll! Jean and Kathleen rolled their mats across the sand in front of the lambda so its wheels would have some traction and they wouldn't get bogged. They were basically carrying around their own road. When they hit the end of the mats, they stopped the car, got out, rolled them up and hoiked them in the back seat. Genius! Sometimes when communities were too far apart, Jean and Kathleen slept underneath the stars. Hey Kathleen, where's the matches? Jean wanted to light a campfire. Gah, I knew I forgot something, Kathleen said. Jean scratched her head. No worries. She screwed the cover off the lambda's headlight and fiddled with the wires. Mini fireworks shot out of the bulb. Done, she said. I short-circuited the lamp. We can light some kindling with these sparks. Jean and Kathleen never got scared. They knew they had each other and Barney. Psst. What was that? It sounded like people. 
whispering. Barney could sense something or someone nearby. Hello? Is anyone there? Two Aboriginal women about the same age as Jean and Kathleen stepped out from behind a mulga tree. Hello, they said. Who are you? We're Jean and Kathleen. Is this your place? It's our land, but it's a cattle station now. We have to work here. They pointed at the car. You travelling in this carriage, one asked? All by yourselves? They'd never seen anything like it. It's a motor car. We can show you how it works, Jean said. This is the accelerator. This is the brake. This is the gearbox. Oh, and this is the horn. Jean and Kathleen's new mates shrieked. Can we have a go? They asked. The foursome took turns driving along dried up creek beds, dodging boulders, spinning the lambda's wheels in the dust and tooting the horn over and over and over. Jean and Kathleen laughed until their bellies hurt. We'll come back and visit one day, they said. Always remember, adventure and friends first. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome motorists Jean Robertson and Kathleen Howell. And their dog, Barney. Jean, Kathleen and Barney pulled into Darwin after three and a half months of driving. Three and a half months. That's longer than a whole summer. Longer than a school term. Longer than the entire lifespan of a monarch butterfly. Miss Robertson, Miss Howell, how does it feel to be the first lady motorist to cross the continent? A reporter asked. Jean and Kathleen shrugged. There's plenty of women right across Australia, Kathleen said. Aboriginal women, they live there, have done for tens of thousands of years. We're just lucky because we had a car, Jean said. Anyone who knows a thing or two about cars could do it. It was no big deal. Just two friends on a great adventure. After their trip to Darwin, Jean and Kathleen weren't ready to return to normal life, whatever that meant. And they still weren't ready to get married like most other women their age. They read about a man called Norm Wizard Smith who'd been breaking land speed records across the country. I reckon we could beat him, Jean said. And I know just how to do it. Jean and Kathleen set their sights on the wizard's record from Perth to Sydney. See that train? Jean said. If we keep up with it, we'll be on schedule to break the wizard's record. 
Jean and Kathleen sped alongside the Trans-Australian Express train, making sure the Lambda was always a step ahead as they zoomed across the Nullarbor. They took turns again, snoozing and steering, steering and snoozing, until they pulled into Adelaide, almost unnoticed. We weren't expecting you ladies for another day or two, said the petrol station owner. You must have flown here. Be careful on the rest of your way, there's bad weather ahead. It rained for the next four days straight. The Murray River was overflowing and the roads had turned to sludge. Oh, push! It was no use. The Lambda was stuck, really stuck, in thick, deep mud. Jean slumped next to the submerged tyres. Kathleen flopped beside her. Their butts, boots and hearts sunk. I guess this is it, Kathleen said. No breaking the wizard's record after all. The rain belted down and washed away the tears on their cheeks. When Jean and Kathleen arrived home, they were a little confused by the fuss. Reporters wanted to interview them about their trip, their failed trip. Miss Howell, Miss Robertson, how does it feel to have broken the wizard's record? Jean scrunched up her nose and looked at Kathleen. What are they talking about? One of the reporters checked his notes. You made it from Fremantle to Adelaide, racing the transcontinental, no less. In two days, nine hours and 57 minutes, yes? Jean and Kathleen nodded. Well, that's a record, the reporter said. A convincing record. Jean and Kathleen may not have made it all the way to Sydney, but they'd blitz Norm the Wizard Smith's time for the Perth to Adelaide leg without even realising. What was your secret? The reporter asked. Jean and Kathleen answered in unison. Adventure and friends first. Jean and Kathleen continued their adventures, not just across Australia, but across the world. They drove through Baghdad and Babylon, Bombay and Basra, Penang and Palermo, all the way from Melbourne to Monte Carlo. Eventually, they met a couple of blokes along the way and they did get married. But not before sticking to their motto. Adventure, friends and cars first. Always. How incredible and adventurous were Jean Robertson and Kathleen Howell. My name's Pia Miranda and I'm an actor. Stay fierce, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Fierce Girls. And to hear more awesome episodes of Fierce Girls for free, go to the ABC Listen app or anywhere you get your podcasts. Roll the credits. 
Fierce Girls is produced by a bunch of super fierce women and a couple of snazzy guys. It's produced by Tamar Cranswick and Sam Wicks, with a special thanks to Georgine Carson. The executive producers are Justine Kelly and Rachel Fountain. The stories are written by the uber-talented Samantha Turnbull. David LeMay is the amazing audio engineer who puts in all the cool sound effects, like this one. Fierce Girls is a production of ABC Audio Studios. Over and out.